I'm Logan. I'm Elizabeth. And this is Automatic for the People. <laughs> it's automatic. It's automatic. It's automatic. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Automatic for the People, a preacher podcast. Um, but before we get into preacher, we can talk some other things. Like, I just got back from Dragon Con today. I know. I'm so jealous. I was looking at everybody's posts and stuff. I was like, ah. You would probably enjoy it, but there's so many people and it was mm-hmm. so overwhelming for me that, like, I got there, got my badge, uh, walked around for a little while. I was going to go to the uh, the dealer. Uh, there's a whole separate building for the dealers. I was like, well, I got like an hour and a half or two hours before the panel starts. So I'm going to walk up, you know, it's about three blocks up to get to the dealer, uh, the America's Mart where the dealers are. And the line was wrapped around the building to get in the America's Mart. Uh -uh. And I was like, I can't do this. So Um, your dots went away. Oh, okay. So um, that's a whole other thing. Uh, um, so I didn't go in there. Um, I walked back to the hotel where the, uh, the panel was going to be and basically just waited around, um, for about 45 minutes. And, uh, Jess, who, if you listen to this, you heard her, uh, her and I talk about Legion and, uh, she's been on talking about Mr. Robot, a show that she's obviously passionate about as well. And, uh, so yeah, I, I shot her message and said, Hey, I'm here. Um, cause we don't have each other's phone numbers. Um, and so I just sent, I was like, it's probably easier for us to text rather than send direct messages through Twitter or whatever. So here's my number. If you want to text me, if not, I'll see you at the panel, you know? And, uh, she texted me back and, Hey, I'll be there. Uh, a few minutes early, but not much because I just woke up, yada, yada, yada. Uh, is there anybody there yet? I was like, there's a couple people in here. It's like, and I'm getting kind of nervous. And she's like, it'll be fine. Don't worry. Um, and there was like, it felt like 40 people in there when we started. It was probably only like 20 people in there. But like, I just, I got up there like. I walked in and walked over to, there's always a few people that quote unquote work for the con. They're usually volunteers. And, uh, so I walked over there and introduced myself and she was like, Oh, okay. So you're going to be, uh, on the panel. And I said, uh, yeah, I guess. And she was like, it'll be fun. I was like, I've never done this. I'm extremely nervous. She was like, it's fine. You'll be fine. I was like, that's what everybody keeps saying, but I feel like I'm going to pass out. Uh-huh. She's like, we have snacks and we have drinks if you would like something. Uh, I was like, I'm, I'm okay drinking water right now. But uh, I, was, I was like, I'm just getting a little nervous. Finally, Jess showed up. Um, she, I mean, she was still like 20 minutes early. So yeah. we got up there on this like raised platform with these live mics and yeah. we're talking about stuff and people could hear us. And the panel's recorded, so you'll get to all hear the panel. Um, I have the sniffles because the night before I started getting a cold, 
which really, really sucked because I'm sitting up there sounding like a Coke fiend sniffing into the microphone um, because I was afraid to take like a Benadryl or something because of which I usually have a Benadryl on me because of my allergies. But uh, I was like, if I take this Benadryl, I haven't eaten anything. I've only had water to drink. I'm liable to just pass out because Benadryl will F you up. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I can't take a Benadryl. Like, I'm super nervous. And so I got up there and, uh, God, I wish I'd have got that girl's name. But there was this girl sitting towards the front and she started, like, kind of interacting with us. She was very, very sweet. And, like, just, uh, she was saying something. I was like, yeah, I'm super nervous right now. And uh, she was like, why? I was like, I've never done this. And I have a lot the so the character the main character mr robot he has a lot of anxiety issues and i was like his name's elliot and uh because mm-hmm. i know you've never really watched the show um yeah but i know who um i was like i'm very much an elliot like i have a lot of social anxiety and it, it was like an effort for me to even come today and i'm probably just gonna do this and then leave and not stay for the rest of the con for the rest of the day even though I shelled out 50 bucks to be here. Um, and she was like, well, that's just ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, there was a guy dressed up in like full Mr. Robot gear, like that mask that they wear. And like he had, he looked like if you Googled the Mr. Robot videos, he looked like the character in the videos. And uh, uh, he started talking from the back of the room. And I was like, dude, I can't hear you with the, with the mask over your face and he took the mask off and then he started talking. A few more people started talking and it's like going back and forth. And there was some quiet moments and some people seemed to just be there to listen, which was fine, but it made me feel bad because I didn't have enough content really. Um, but, uh, overall, like, and I'm, I know this is not exclusive to me because Public speaking is like top, what, three fears of like 90% of the country or something. Mm-hmm. But it's also right. one that I've never been able to like to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, but I mean, I got up there, I did it. It was only, like I said, it felt like 40 or 50 people. There's really only like 20 people probably. Um, it seemed to go really, really well. Um, in fact, um, there's on the Dragon Con app, you can actually rate the panels. Um, and let's see. Ours was at 1130 this morning. I, I, Thought about looking at this earlier and then rather than give myself, you know, more anxiety about things, I just let it go. So, um, let's see. Um, well, I wanted to see other ratings. I guess maybe it won't let you see other ratings. So I guess maybe it's a good thing I didn't look. Um, I thought it would show you the reviews. 
Maybe it won't. Um, um, let's see. <laughs> Sorry, I know this is terrible. Um, yeah, it won't let you see other people's reviews. So, oh well. I guess it gives the them feedback on if you, you know, if the audience likes you. Yeah. And, uh, I actually ran into one guy. We were walking when I left. We went to the. I went to the dealership room. And uh, or the dealer room because I was like, I'm here. I want to see like if I can find something that I'm like, I have to buy this. And I didn't find anything. But um, uh, this guy who came w- with like a authentic Mr. Robot jacket and was kind of dressed up for it, like you know, obviously really enjoyed the show. Uh, we were both walking the same way and. Uh, I was like, hey, man, I love that jacket. Like, did you make that? He said, oh, no, I ordered it online. And we were talking. And he looked at me. He was like, you were the guy on the panel, right? I was like, yeah. He was like, oh, that was a great panel, man. Like, I gave it five stars on the app. I was like, oh, thank you. I was like, I really appreciate you coming. And, like, he interacted with us, talked to us a little bit. And he was like, yeah, it just caught me off guard because, like, I I just wasn't expecting – like, I thought you were just asking me about the jacket. And I was like, well, I mean, I was. I wasn't trying to get feedback. And uh, he was like, yeah, yeah, that was really good. I enjoyed it. I was like, well, thanks. I appreciate that. So uh, that felt pretty good. Yeah, hopefully the audio on the panel turned out okay. Um, I'll do what I can with it if it didn't. Uh, she recorded the Legion panel too. So uh, I'm sure she'll uh, get me the audio for that too. Assuming you know, she's okay with me putting it up. So that'll be two episodes of the podcast. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, I had a good time. I think, I think I would have been better had somebody else been there with me. You know what I mean? Like for the rest of, like I went to the dealer room and then I just left, but I'm out. The dealer room was like four floors. Well, actually that's not true. The dealer room's three floors, and then the fourth floor is the comic book artist and original art and stuff like that. And uh, so I just went all the way up to the fourth floor. I was like, well, I'll see what comic book artists are here. And I met the guy. I don't know how to say his last name, but his name's Fabian. He co-created Deadpool. Like, he was... Really? Yeah. And I love this dude's work, and... Of course, that's his, like, most well-known creation. But he didn't co-create Cable. But Cable is my favorite comic book character. And he wrote Cable for a long time. And that's primarily, like, what got me got me into comics was mm-hmm. this, like, badass old man with all these guns and technology uh, jumping through time, like, trying to change his future. I was like, I love this crap. And, uh... So I, I didn't really have the money to get something signed or anything. Cause I, I was just like, I cost me $30 to park $50 to get in the door. Uh, I'd already spent like 10 or 12 bucks on just drinks. Um, and I hadn't even eaten anything yet. And I was like, I really can't spend 
25 bucks to have this dude sign something. But he would look like he was getting ready to like go to a panel or something anyway. And he was talking to a couple of other people and I was standing there just listening to him and they finally walked away and he was like, Hey, how's it going, man? I was like, I'm not going to take up a lot of your time. I really just wanted to shake your hand and tell you that I love your work. Like cable is my favorite character. I know. I don't even think I said, I know you didn't create him, but your writing of the character, but I did say like your writing of that character is why I'm into comics and like, I love Deadpool too. I know you get a lot of stuff for that. And then I offhanded mentioned this book he did for an indie publisher uh, called Troublemakers, which I adored. And I was like, and Troublemakers is one of my favorite series of all time. And like, nobody ever talks about it. He was like, yeah, that book didn't sell anything. Nobody read it. And I, was like, I read it and I freaking love it. And he was like, that's, that's great, man. <laughs> I was like, but I, I was like, I don't want to take a minute of your time. I just wanted to shake your hand and tell you, thank you. I love your work. And he was like, thank you. And I kind of just went on my way and then left after that. So, Aww. yeah. That's so, fun though. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm kicking myself because I should have just spent the 20 bucks or whatever to get he Cause he had these little prints that he would just write his name on that, featured Deadpool and it was like 20 bucks and I should have just done it but I talked myself out of spending the money and yeah that was just dumb I should have done it yeah that was dumb thank you thank you for backing that up sorry (laughs) I would have spent 20 bucks I mean you're already there and you're never gonna get to see him again you never know that's not true I mean well I don't know for sure that I'll ever see him again, but I'm hoping that he'll go to, cause next year I'm going to go to heroes con, which, uh, me and Spencer are going, you, I don't know if you'd like it. Cause you're not, I know you're not heavy in the comics, but it's a lot of comic book artists and writers and a lot of like indie people. Um, and a lot of people come and sell their artwork. I know so. what you're talking about. And, they had one, I think, last year. Do they, they do that every year, right? Heroes Con is in Charlotte every year. Yeah, and I, I've heard of that because I think you told me about it before and I looked it up and I was like, ooh, I want to go to this. Yeah, it's it's incredible. Like, if you're just into either comics or just, like, art, like, that kind of pop art, mm-hmm. it's fantastic. Um, so, I, I think you would have fun. It's extremely cheap. Like a three day pass is like sixty dollars, I think. Yeah. And the hotel room is what winds up costing you. So and I mean, if you come, we could split a hotel room three ways. I can't afford that. Why when not? is it? It's uh, Father's Day weekend. Every every year it's Father's Day weekend. So when is Father's little, Day? A That's little bit like less June. than a year. Yeah. Okay. You could get to Atlanta and we could pick you up and go to Charlotte. How much is a plane ticket to Atlanta? Like 400 bucks. No, it's not. Yes, it is. From where you're at, it's $400 to fly to Atlanta? Just about, yeah. That's all I was... What the hell? Yeah. That's what I was telling Aunt Yell earlier. 
I was like, that's Man, ridiculous. It's yeah, it's like an hour and a half flight too. Screw that. Like, how, it's yeah, a, I know. how long does it take to drive to Atlanta? Like 14 hours, 13 or 14 hours. I mean, for that, you might as well just drive. I know it's a long drive, but hell, it's only, a, what, a couple, couple tanks of gas? Oh, uh, yeah. Like, in Laura's car, it was, like, two tanks Actually, of gas would, there. You wouldn't even have to get to Atlanta. You'd just get to Chattanooga. Yeah, Chattanooga, that's, like, I think that was, like, nine hours. There you go. Yeah. yeah that's that's not a bad trip. Mm-mm. It's like a... Uh, work shift yeah wake up early in the morning drink you two cups of coffee load up the car with snacks get some music and go meet us in chattanooga and then we'll head to charlotte how long does it take to get to charlotte um i don't know i think it's like five hours but you just ride with us you could sleep in the back back seat well, yeah. On the on the way there. So, that way you get you a good five or six hour nap before we check in. You know, the first nights, let's see, I think they do something Thursday night. So, like, if we got there Thursday night, we could, like, do the preview night, then crash, then get up Friday morning, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, leave out late afternoon Sunday, drive back. You could crash at my place. Uh Sunday night, get up and head back Monday morning. I mean, that's a lot, but I would do that. That would be it's fun. Not that much. It's just the drive. It's so ah. boring. We'll get uh, well, no. I was gonna Lord, say get Laura to come with you. No, she don't wouldn't. Do she wouldn't want to go. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, have you been watching anything? Yes. Okay, so I started The Boys. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what the hell? How far into it are you? I tried to get it to where... I tried to time it right to where I could watch one episode and then watch Preacher. So I'm like 10 minutes off, so I still have like 10 minutes left of the first episode. But, oh, okay. So you haven't even got to the really messed up stuff. Oh, no. Because I was like, that girl, he just ran right through her. And I was just like, oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, spoilers. <laughs> I mean, that happens in the first 10 minutes. Yeah. So it's I kind was, of the genesis for the whole show. I kind of knew something bad was going to happen. Because as soon as she stepped off the curb like that, I was like, oh, she's she's about to get hit by a bus. I mean, it wasn't a bus, but like... <laughs> might as well have been. Might as well have been, because she went, like, there was nothing left of her. I was like, at first I didn't, I was like, what the hell just happened? And then I thought maybe, like, a superhero snatched her up or something, because she just disappeared. Right. right. But then you saw, like, the blood droplets and i was like oh shit oh sorry (laughs) i was like oh no it's like man i knew something was gonna happen to her and then you hear all the bone crunching yeah or whatever and i was just like oh god 
You feel so bad for Huey, man. Yes. And he's just standing there and he's like, what? Like, what just happened? Like, he's just like calling her name out. And I was like, oh my God. It was so sad. But it's so good. Yeah. Freaking what's his name? Um, oh my God, what's his name? The bad, he's the bad guy, I think. Um, the FBI cop guy. Oh, what's Carl that guy's Urban? Name? He's not yeah. the bad guy. He's not? Oh, see, I was thinking, like, because he stole the car or whatever, and he's like... I'm not maybe... saying he's a good guy, but he's not the bad guy. Oh, okay. The premise of the show is that, like, they're the they're really the bad guys. They're good guys, but they're, they're horrible. Yeah. Well, yeah, I got that, but I was like, you know, there's got to be, like, a villain in, that they think is the villain... So I thought maybe they think he was a villain type. Because there's got to be just as many, like, villains as there are, right? Or no? No, there's no super villains. Damn, that's stupid. I was Keep hoping. Watching. I was hoping he'd be, like, or just maybe the kid is going to become watching. one. Just <laughs> I'm really freaking bad at guessing what happens, and then I ruin the show for myself. Yeah. So. Just keep watching. It'll it'll make sense. All of that will make sense. Oh my god, and you totally see that guy's penis. I was like, oh, <laughs> that guy's naked. Yep. <laughs> I was like, okay, this is that kind of show. I was like, all right. Um, okay. And then the girl, what's her name? Starfire? No, that's not it. It's Game of Thrones. You don't get to complain about seeing a dude's penis. <laughs> it was just unexpected. Yeah. Because she, she was like, you're such a pervert or whatever. And, yeah. then, he, and then she's like, oh. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> and then I knew he was going to be standing there when he was, he dropped a little speaker, whatever, bug thing. Yeah. I knew he was going to be in there in the bathroom. I was like, oh, no. Because I was like. There's no way that they just happened to make him a pervert in the bathroom, you know. So I was like, obviously, he's gonna be in there. Yeah. But I was like, that's that's where I st- had to stop it. Um, so. Well, uh, yeah, it, it it keep going. It gets uh, better and way more messed up. So I'm probably gonna finish it tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's a lot, but I did finish it all. I watched the first episode and then I wound up finishing the show. Like, uh, I I shouldn't say this, but at work because I was so bored and it was the middle of the night and there was nothing to do. So I just watched the boys. I mean, it's whatever. I watched TV at work too. So, yeah. Um, I watched, uh, there's a show on epics called Pennyworth about Alfred Batman's yeah. Butler, but it's about him as a, a younger guy, and I started watching that. It's actually pretty good, and not the show that I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be like kind of goofy and stupid, like Gotham, but it winds up being this like super serious, almost British spy drama. Oh, really? Yeah. And so it, it's pretty. It's pretty interesting. I'm. Almost caught up. I think I've got about half an episode to be caught up. Uh, I think there's only 10 episodes. I don't know if they're getting a season two or not. 
But it's pretty good. Unfortunately, you have to have epics to watch it. So. Yeah, I don't know that. Uh, here's a little secret. I do not have epics either. <laughs> um, I watch it through someone else's account. Sure. Shame on you. That's it. Um, I also finished season one of Cobra Kai. Which I think we talked about it last week. You don't give a crap about the Karate Kid, but no, the show is goofy and melodramatic, but it's so freaking like compelling. Like I have to keep watching it. So all of season one is now available on <laughs> YouTube for free. <laughs> what? Oh my god. Okay, I can't, in case this person ever listens, like, I I apologize ahead of time, but I just got a text message, and he goes, what are you doing? I said, I'm recording, recording, and he was like, what, you're recording? And I was like, yeah, it's a podcast, you know, the thing that I do, and he was like, (laughs) he was like, oh, well, what are you recording about? I said, tonight it's about Preacher and a few other shows, and he goes, oh, so you're religious? (laughs) (laughs) like dead serious and i go what and he goes what's preacher (laughs) oh my god yeah no i mean not that you're not religious but no (laughs) i know i was just like oh my i apologize that i just cannot that was I just couldn't hold my laughter in. That's pretty funny. Uh, (laughs) But I said Preacher and a few other shows. Like, all all he read was Preacher. Yeah, like like he should get it. Like, Like, oh, yeah. Goofy. Yeah. (laughs) People be stupid. No, for real. Anyway. All right, so you, you mentioned it, so we, yeah. we jump into it. So cue the music. It's the time of the preacher In the year of one Now the lesson is over And the killing's begun <laughs> Are you religious? <laughs> All right, so Preacher, Season 4, Episode 6, we're in the home stretch, uh, The Lost Apostle, which is apparently the name of some kind of park or base or something. Sure. Um, so, yeah, the last episode ends with Jesse being shot by Eugene. Mm-hmm. And we're like, well, of course he's not dead because we saw him falling out of the plane. Mm-hmm. So, as per our usual, we'll just jump to the end of this episode where he falls out of the effing plane. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and I, I'm, st- I'm starting to get the feeling that all the episodes for the rest of this series are just going to end with Jesse dying in some way. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, I know I texted you and I was like, oh, there goes a spoiler. Because, like, when you're watching the AMC, it shows, yeah. like... Whatever, and Jesse has the eye patch, and I was like, well, yeah. clearly the fall, like, popped his eye or something. 
Yeah, he. Uh, I, I mentioned before that in the comics he winds yeah. up eye patch. It happens much sooner than this in the comics, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are condensing a lot of stuff for the final season. Um, so, I mean, it is a spoiler, but I don't. I don't think it's a major spoiler. Me uh, either. I only knew about it because you said that, and then I saw him in the eye patch, and it just drew my attention to it, and I yeah. was like, "Oh, okay. Well, now we know how he loses an eye." Um, off topic of preacher for a second. Did you see the trailer for? It's called like Ad Astra or something. The Brad Pitt movie. No. Ruth Nega is in it. Really? Yes. Wait, Which maybe I, I'm I did. Assuming that's it's. It's Brad Pitt, and it's like some kind of sci-fi space thing. Yeah, I think like, I oh did. Oh my cause... god! Like, I I hope this is huge for her. I hope this movie is gigantic, and everybody starts talking about, "Holy crap, this chick's amazing!" Yeah, because it was in the preview, right? It's like about the astronauts or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I heard her that. talking. I was like, "Is that so her?" Did and I. It shows her, and I was like. Oh my god. Like I don't know if I've ever been happier for somebody who A I don't know personally and B has no idea who the F I am at all. Yeah. <laughs> but I was so happy for her. <laughs> but it's like Tommy Lee Jones, yep. um Liv Tyler. It's yeah, it's a big cast. And yeah. It's like, a bunch of people. And literally, if she was not, if she had not shown up on screen, I would have rolled my eyes and been like, yeah, I'm not going to see that. But the minute she started talking and it showed her on screen, I was like, oh, my God, I have to go see this. (laughs) Well, like I was, you know, I picked my phone up during commercials, but then like I saw Brad Pitt's face. I was like, oh, whatever, Brad Pitt. And so I was reading something on my phone and then I heard her voice and I looked back up. I was like, was that Tulip? And then I didn't see her face. I saw him laying in bed with somebody. I think it was Liv Tyler. And then I just went back down to my phone and I was like, that's weird that they sound alike. I was like, maybe I just have her voice in my head or something. But so it's funny that you said that because I was like, oh, I did hear. I'm not going crazy. No, you're not. Um, But I, I just, I don't know. I know it sounds stupid, but it was like, so in relation to Mr. Robot, um, like when uh, he got, uh, uh, well, when he won the role of Freddie Mercury, and then we started seeing the trailers, and I was just like, I'm so freaking happy for him. Mm-hmm. I still haven't seen the movie because of other things, but I haven't like, either. I mean, he got so much acclaim for it too, mm-hmm. but I don't know. It just it kind of like vindicates the fact that like I've been talking about about Rami Malek or I've been talking about Ruth Nega since she showed up on agents of shield years ago. And it's been like, she's fantastic. And she doesn't, she's not, she's not getting the right, the attention she deserves. Man. And now I'm preacher. Yeah. And I'm like, she's not getting the attention she deserves. She's effing fantastic. Yeah. And you know, here we are. So I hope the movie is huge. And she I, has like the best facial expressions. Like, Her and Cassidy yes. rolling into that police station, seventies <laughs> cop drama style. I was, was dying. Everything. It was, it so, was good. so good. Oh my god! I was like, <laughs> "What the hell are they doing?" They don't then, know. <laughs> they just 
flinging it, man. Um, so, so yeah, that that's kind of where we start with them. Um, and Jesse, who Oops, surprise sorry. isn't dead, is uh, being forced to take uh, the sign of killers to God because now the sign of killers is going to kill God. Yeah, I mean, like, go for it. I mean, like, yeah. I'm oh, done with if it. you didn't think God was a prick before this, you're definitely on board with that thought process yeah. by the end of this episode. And when, okay, at first when God is like, I mean, you don't know he's in the trailer until he peeks his head out. I was like, oh, F, this is a trap. Like, no, Tulip, no. And I was like, how can she not check the rest of the effing trailer? Like, how, like, oh, come on. It's like a Winnebago, like, freaking check the rest of the damn, I mean, sorry. But that pissed, that made me mad. And then she's like, Cass. And so they're like, I know where he's going. God, and so they fly Cassie. or whatever. And I was just like, how can they not see that this is a freaking trap? Like, yeah. come on, guys. And then I was just like, oh. of course, Jesse figures it out. So. Yeah. Just uh, like, where'd you get this? it's a trap yeah yeah um so yeah they 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 do get to talk to eugene in the police station and mm-hmm. he you know fesses up <sighs> thinks he killed jesse and... i wanted her to punch him so bad well, do you have this like mad on hatred <laughs> i cannot him? stand him is it just because oh. he's ugly no you've asked me that before i just I, You're one of those pretty uh, people who hates ugly people. No, because I am not pretty. <laughs> what? But, like, this kid, it's just something about him. Like, ugh, I just, ugh, he irks my nerves. Like, I can't. I just, I think I just feel so sorry for him. I There's don't so know why. This, like, because he's genuinely a sweet kid who got wrapped up in a bunch of bad stuff. Because he was being too sweet. So. I mean, at first, like, yeah, he's a sweet kid or whatever. And he just happens to be friends with, like, a stupid girl. So that, like, sent him down the wrong path or whatever. But, like, he wouldn't have went that far. He wouldn't have went that far down the path if he had thought about what he was doing. (laughs) I relate to him, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Logan. <laughs> no, no chick is like off tried to off herself in front of me, not to that degree, but I do relate to the like I'm trying to be a nice guy and just keep hoping that being a nice guy will win me the respect or love or whatever that you know should come with all that. Instead, I just just keep getting dumped on. Until the person that, like, I thought was a good friend of mine just literally sends me to hell. So, and then manages to get everybody I've ever known and loved completely wiped off the face of the earth. (laughs) So, yeah. (laughs) Um, I feel really bad for Eugene. I just don't. Um, You have no heart. Uh -uh. I really don't. Just like most women. That's why, wanted, that's why you wanted Joffrey to be the 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 king. I did not. 
You say that. I hated Joffrey. Yeah. <laughs> um, I wanted... yeah, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, okay. I was like, don't um, start me on all that now. Yeah. Um, you can listen to my so other yeah. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Very short-lived. Um, yeah. It may be coming back for more episodes if the, the co-host. Well, you could always get another co-host. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know who. There's plenty of people willing to talk about Game of Thrones. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, uh, Eugene, very distraught. Uh, left in police custody. <laughs> oh, my God. And then, I'm sorry to cut you off. I was just thinking about this. <laughs> when he, God, he, like, pissed off God. Uh, what's his name? Oh, uh, Star. Star. And he goes... <laughs> What is that coming at me? And he's like, oh, yeah, that's a dingo. And I... (laughs) The dingo ate your baby. (laughs) Yes, I was dying. I was cracking up. I was like, oh, my God, this is so funny. I'm sorry. You feel bad for Star? No. (laughs) I mean, it's hard to feel bad for him because he kind of deserves all the crap that's happened to him. But much like Hitler, I was like... Like, I know he messed up and he kept lying, but, like, you have to have a dog eat off his testicles? Like, for real? Ugh. I was, I just been through so, so much. Funny. Like, whoever made it to be a dingo, like, they love Seinfeld. Because that was his baby maker well, and it's gone. To be fair, it is in Australia, so the dingo thing works regardless. Yeah. But... I do think that that uh, uh, um, Evan Gold is it Evan Goldberg and uh, Seth Rogen are uh, are fans of Seinfeld. So, um, and I'm sure, honestly, if if you're not a fan of Seinfeld, there's something wrong with you. So they uh, have to be like high when they write some of this stuff, though. Well, I think they're at this point they're not involved directly with any of it. I think oh, they're just okay. producers, but I'm assuming whoever writes this stuff is probably high anyway. Yeah. So. But anyway, I don't remember if that is from the books or not, though. I, it made me laugh. I do kind of feel sorry for Star though, but I was like, "How are you going to lie to God's face and not know about it?" Like we talked about it before. Like, yeah. how are you going to lie to him? It's God. Why are you lying to him? Like, like, stop it. And he gave him so many chances to not lie to him. So many. And yep. he was just like, you could just tell on God's face. He's like, dang, the disappointment. Yep. Uh, but I was confused at the beginning when God's like watching, re-watching his VHS tapes. Yeah. I was like, okay, what did that have to do with the story? Is he going to save Jesse, basically? Just to see where he's going, how far he would go, or whatever? Yeah, so... There's this, like, thought process that I've actually heard preached. That the whole master plan, like, God has a plan, or... God knows your future and like all this stuff, which always killed me because like if predetermination is a thing, then there is no legitimate free will. 
Yeah. Like, then every choice we make is just guided by God or whatever external force. So it's not really our choice. But a big, like, point of contention with the Bible is that, like, it's free will. It's your, you have a choice in what path you're going to follow. And, like, that leads you to heaven or hell and all that stuff. So... Mm-hmm when people start with the like god has a plan it drives me nuts and anyway point being i've heard it heard this like uh analogy preached about it being like like a movie like god knows the beginning and the end and all the stuff in the middle and like mm-hmm. while you're you're still in like the middle of the movie he has fast forwarded it to the end and kind of knows where the story's going and which it's like I said, it's a whole predetermination thing. And maybe like that, that's building off of like those kind of sermons, but I honestly don't really know. Um, I really didn't put a lot of thought into it. Mostly completely moved on from it when we got to the like, Oh look, we're in a seventies cop drama. Yeah. But I feel like they do that on purpose. But, like, usually they go back to it. But they didn't this episode. So I was like, okay, well, that went out the window. Or either it'll be in the next episode. Yeah. But Um, I assume it has something to do with, like, God testing a creature. So... Yeah, I feel like a lot of this is going to wind up being a test. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I can't really talk about it. So, Actually, maybe he was just testing um, Star. So maybe that's where the testing went to. I don't know. Yeah. Because he did test him. Yeah. He failed <laughs> a lot. Um, Poor Star. So, <laughs> so the Santa Killers and Jesse. Yeah. It doesn't last long, but I think that's some of my favorite, like, one-on-one interactions ever mm-hmm. in this show. I was like, cracking Every up. time they cut to it, it was so freaking good. It was. That Those two needed more scenes together. Like, we had a few where they were kind of, like, antagonists to each other, but this is the only time we've ever had to see them truly interact, you know? Yeah, because he's like... <laughs> Put drop your guns or drop your weapons or blah blah blah, and he's ah, like looking at him, and he's like, I, I had to see. <laughs> I was yeah. like, and then he does the trick where he steals the guns, and it's like, eh, that only worked for him. Um, yeah. I, I, I want to know how that plan comes together. Like it, it feels like kind of rush out enough to to be this like this might work it might not work but it works well enough that it feels like somehow this is the plan all along even though we know it wasn't like you found a bunch of flame retardant jacked yeah. the plane found jesse flew it over them dumped the flame retardant onto the saint of killers and his guns which keeps them from firing, which gives you time to get away. 
And somehow Jesse knew exactly what was, or at least knew that the plane flying over was Tulip and Cassidy. Yeah. I don't know how that happened either. It was just Uh, like a major coinky dink. Yeah, but it works extremely well. Like that whole scene was pitch perfect. It was so good. This episode was probably one of my favorites, I think. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. Jesus and Hitler were cracking me up. <laughs> He's like, well, then I'm going to have to take back all the homosexuals. <laughs> Jesus is like, uh, no. Who do you think you are? Mr. Bishop. Yeah, the uh, whole uh, war between heaven and hell is yeah. interesting. So It is. Well, because, like, the preview was talking about, like, they want Jesse to be gone. Oh, you did watch the preview? Yeah. Okay. But then I was confused because I thought that when the angels die, they just die. But that one angel was up there. Yeah, you'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I assume Jesse went to heaven. (laughs) Because he's dead. We'll talk about that next week. (laughs) I actually flipped the channel once the the preview started. So did you? Yeah, I don't like to know too much. Like I, I already like know more than enough because I've read the comics. I don't want to know too much. Like I'd rather just be surprised by the episode. No, I'm like, ooh, what's gonna happen next week? Oh, yeah, you you like them spoilers? So. I love them. So yeah. Uh, here we are on episode six and like last week I talked about how midway we're midway through the season. And so everybody had to be moving back in the direction of each other since they had moved them away from each other. And I mean, this completes that plan except Jesse falls out of the plane and dies. So leaving Tulip and Cassidy so, yeah. Pretty much believe he is dead this time. Because you could tell on her face, she was like, uh, oh, no. Man, when he tells Cass to let him go and tell Tulip to read the letter, oh, man. I know. What does the damn letter say? I need to know. We'll find out. Yeah, I know. But <clears throat> I was so mad at God, though. Oh, that's so weird to say. <laughs> anyway. But I was just like, God. Oh, but I was cracking up, though. Because he was like, he used his self in his. What did he say? He was like, God. God willing. Uh, God willing, yeah. Yeah, when uh, Star is talking about uh, his physical appearance and how (laughs) he hopes it gets back to normal. And he's just like, God willing. And then he sends a dingo to eat his testicles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He said it another time, too. Not that specific thing, but he was like, God, I love something, something. But I thought it would crack me up because I was like, he should just say, me, I love something, something. Like, I I don't know. I giggled. Kind of like Bender on Futurama when he's like, oh, your God. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It made me laugh. Um. Yeah, I, this is a really solid episode for it for it to be an episode where nothing really happens. Because, yeah. like, yeah, we get the band back together, but the episode ends with Jesse dying again. <laughs> yeah. 
But you know what's weird? God does have a plan because there's no way he would have let them get away. You know what I mean? Well, and that's part of what Tulip sees is all these pieces to the plan. And I don't think she put it together that, like, he's he's orchestrating this. You're playing into what he wants yeah. you to do. So, it's yeah. It's tricky. It does kind of support the predetermination thing, but in a way of, like, you have free will, but you also have, like, sometimes that free will just means you stepping into this plan that you can't see the bigger picture of. Yeah. You know, and like, it's a very messed up way to illustrate that point. Um, but it's also a fun way to illustrate the point. So, you know, a lot of people get upset with the, uh, Christians as a whole, especially like the people who claim Christianity will, you know, uh, and don't actually, uh, you know, you know, walk the yeah. walk. Uh, well, everything happens for a reason, and sometimes you just don't know what it is, and that's some crap you say to somebody to try to make them feel better. Yeah. Um, but it's also some crap that I happen to believe. So, mm-hmm. um, sometimes you just don't ever get to know the reason why. So, and that sucks. Yeah. yeah. Um, something happened to somebody you know uh, forever and a day ago, before you were even born even, um, that has probably wound up affecting your life in a positive way. And, like, you know, something bad happened to them so that 65 years later, something good could happen to you. So, what do you mean? Like, like legit? Yeah. Oh, who are you talking about? I don't, I'm saying that that's probably the case with every single person. Oh, I was like, I was like, are you talking about my dad's dad? It's like, yeah, because my dad wouldn't have been such a good dad, I feel like, if uh, his dad wasn't so shitty. Well, there you go. Like, a guy you never knew and will never know sucked. And your Mm -hmm. dad had to go through all that. To be, yeah. To be the person that he was. The father that he was to you. If I was high right now, (laughs) (laughs) I'd be like, whoa. I know. I sound like I'm stoned when I say (laughs) stuff like that. But, like, I think about stuff like that all the time. Um, Not to get, like, too heavy, but... So, like, just me sitting in this room, in this apartment, in Dalton, at the job I work at, right? Okay. That... None of that happens if I don't ever meet Spencer. In fact, there's a pretty good chance if I don't ever meet Spencer, that instead of driving up to the Chattanooga Film Festival and him finding me pretty much mostly dead in my hotel room and taking me to the ER that all of the cancer stuff still happens except uh, since I was staying, I was living by my I was living in my dad's house but they were living in Birmingham or Montgomery, wherever they were Mm -hmm. at the time. I was the only one home. 
There's a good chance that I just die in my bedroom. That's crazy. Well, the only reason they moved to Chattanooga, well, I mean, it's not my story to tell, but like they moved to Chattanooga for a specific reason after we met. Well, even if I did still meet him, if they don't move to Chattanooga, well, they moved to Chattanooga because his aunt and uncle lived up here, basically. And that was family he was really close with. And he wanted to kind of, again, it's not my story to tell, but kind of get away from the situation he had with some of his family in Columbus. And his uncle and his aunt were like, you should look for jobs up here. You love it up here. And just, and so they both found a job and they moved up here. Well, I also probably would have never met Spencer if Katie had never met Spencer because I don't know these stories, but apparently before they met the same way, I'm like, I was not always a good person. He was like, yeah, I wasn't, like, I did a lot of stuff that, you know, I'm ashamed of. And like, I met her and that kind of straightened me out a lot. So, like, what brings her into Spencer's life? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, all of these dominoes fall into place so that four years ago, I'm in a hotel room, and he comes to check on me, and is like, okay, you got to go to the hospital. That's scary. That's crazy. I can't. Like, everything happens for a reason. And sometimes you just don't ever get to know. Sometimes you do get to know. But sometimes you don't. So, like, it's not just some crappy thing you say to somebody when they lose a child. In fact, you definitely should not say that to somebody when they lose a child. Yeah. It's okay if you think it, but you should keep that thought to yourself. Or a loved one, or whatever, you know? Like, when your dad passed away, if somebody walked up to you and go, I know it's hard to to deal with, but just everything happens for a reason. No, like, several people said that to me. It's crap, right? Um, There's, like, a lot. It doesn't matter that there was a reason. Good, I'm glad there's a reason. And I might not ever know it, but that doesn't make me feel good about the fact that my dad died. And they would always say... um, like, he's in a better place now. Which, that doesn't make me feel better. Like, stop saying that. But then like, you just want to look at him and go, well, I wish the hell he would take me, take me with him. Yeah, like, why do I not Because I'm not in a better place here without him. Yeah. So. Sucks. Yeah. But people say weird stuff, like, like when, like, a loved one, like, somebody so close to you dies like that, like... People say some weird stuff. Like, I don't know. And then there were so many people, like, you know, we had two funerals. um, One here and one there. There were so many people that came up to me at the one here that I didn't even know that knew dad and knew me through dad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Did I say that right? Yeah. Okay. And so they were just like, oh, he talked about you all the time. You know, yada, yada, yada. It's just weird. But then they would also say stuff like that. They would be like, you know, this isn't going to make sense to you right now, but everything happens for a reason. Or 
this isn't going to make sense or help you right now, but you know, if you need anything, just call me. Like, which I never did. I just kind of shut myself in my room for like a long ass time. But like, when I got to Georgia and we had his funeral, like, I remember being like, my mom didn't even want to sit by me. And she, she had no cares in the world about like how I felt. And it was so weird to me. But, like, you know who sat next to me at my dad's funeral? Who? Aunt Dot. And she was just like, oh, I love you, baby. You know, just saying all stuff like that. But she said that stuff, too. And she, like, held my hand and stuff. And But, like, that's sad, like, your own mother. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, anyway, just totally ranted a little bit. No, it's fine. And I mean, we got off topic, but whatever. We're talking deep, heavy stuff here. Yeah. Um, but like it's weird how Yeah, I I don't know why people don't know how to deal with other people's grief. Yeah. Um a lot of people stopped talking to me when I got diagnosed. Really? Yeah. That's so sad. And not in a like crappy way, just in a like I don't know hey, what to do. I don't know what to do here, and it kind of sounds like you might die soon, so we're just going to back off. Yeah. Um, I mean, one of my closest friends, uh, this girl Angie, um, she, like, I remember her coming over to the house when I got home, and, like, she was there for a little while, and I imagine it was tough to see me because I had an oxygen mask on and I, I mean I looked probably pretty rough but yeah but this, she like it felt like she just couldn't get out of there quick enough some and people I, I understand can. that you know but it just sucks people do not know how to to deal with what other people are going through so they either disappear or say the dumbest possible thing <laughs> yeah. and i know i've done it but i've gotten to a point where if somebody if i know somebody's going through something i don't say call me if you need me i will text them or call them or look them in the face if they're standing in front of me and go what can i do for you right now yeah not hey it's all gonna be okay Hey, everything happens for a reason. Even though I do believe that most of the time. Yeah. Um, that's not crap you say to people. <laughs> yeah. Look them in the eye. or If they're in front of you, text them, call them, and say, what can I do for you right now? And yeah. don't take nothing as an answer. You know, say, are, do you, are you hungry? Do you need food? Yeah. Have something to drink? I can bring you something. Like, what can I do to help you right now? My friend did that, um, which I, I did it to her in return because her grandma died um, a little while ago. But when uh, dad died, she was like, she sat next to me here at his funeral because, you know, my mom was being weird. And like she was there for like every little thing I needed. And um she was always like, you know, what what do you want to do? And I was like, I didn't know. Just because I was like, 
I just didn't know what to do. Right. And then she, like, organized this whole thing where, like, me, like, my boyfriend at the time and, like, a couple of friends, like, went out to dinner after his funeral just so I could be, like, away from my mom. Because at the time she was, well, she still is, but, you know, she's, like, lost her marbles, like, all of yeah. them. And so, so she organized this whole thing and then, you know, she would always ask me, like, do you need anything? What do you want me to come over? What do you want? Do you want to go somewhere? And she never really took no for an answer. Yeah. And then and, like when, and sometimes people get mad at you for that. And yeah. that's okay. You just <laughs> deal with the anger. Yeah. Like because anger is a way of processing grief. Like, yeah. okay, well, get it out. Get mad at me. Like, I don't care. Yeah. Um, but it was crazy. Like, she remembers more of the funeral and stuff than I do. Um, cause I, I don't know. I just like block everything out, but like, um, I think that's just how my body and mind like copes with things that are that serious. I don't yeah. know. I don't really know why, but, um, there's like a couple of weeks there that I don't even remember. Like, I know we went down to Georgia, but like, I don't remember a lot of that stuff. I, I specifically remember staying next to Aunt Yell and we were carving a turkey and I was like, why are we doing this? Like, everyone's, like, laughing. And I just remember being like, this is, like, I'm not happy. Yeah. But then, you know, Aunt Yell, being Aunt Yell, she's like, look at my cool knife that I got. It carves the turkey for you. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, that's really cool. <laughs> and you want to look at them and just go, my whole world has fallen apart. Yeah. <laughs> people just keep walking through life like everything didn't just change. Yes. It's so crazy. Yeah. It it's tough. Like yeah. I you know, I remember reading like I found out that your dad died on Facebook. Like that's how You I, did? Yeah. I was getting that. radiation treatment in Atlanta and I had to stay in Atlanta cuz I had to go every day only for 15 minutes, but I had to go every day. So, I would I was staying about a mile and a half from the hospital at a hotel and I would get up every morning. My treatments were at like six thirty, and it took me about 45 minutes to walk there. So I get up every morning, put on my clothes, get my headphones and walk to the hospital. And the hospital staff used to get mad at me because they're like, we could come pick you up. I was like, it's okay. I need to walk. So, um, I would just walk to the hospital, get my treatment and then walk back, um, about two blocks before I got to the hospital. Um, I pulled out my phone and I pulled up Facebook. Um, and it was, uh, a post from Jacob and I don't remember exactly what it said, but it was something to the effect of he's gone, um, you know, we're working on services, uh, your prayers are appreciated or something like that. And I just put my phone back in my pocket and, uh, I didn't even cry. Like I just walked to the hospital and, you know, tried to be as friendly. And, uh, I told, I think I told one of the nurses, I was like, I just found out that my uncle died. And she's like, I'm, you know, are you okay? Do you need it? I was like, yeah, I'm just in shock right now. So, um, 
Uh, I got done. I think I called my dad uh, when I was done. And, you know, talked to him, talked to my mom, talked to whoever for the rest of the day. Um, but, I mean, not that I'm not, like, blaming anybody. It was just, like, it was 6 o'clock in the morning, you know? Yeah. <laughs> your brother was doing, like, the thing he should do. Because once somebody knows, then you're going to just get this flood of messages on social media. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God, I'm so sorry. We're praying for you. All that stuff. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he was putting it out there like he should do. Um, you know, to it, at least direct it in, in one area rather than a bunch of people getting a bunch of different messages. Like phone calls. Uh, and, yeah. Yeah. It, I'm, but I mean, it did suck to find out that way. Um, I Which don't is know so a phone crazy. call from my dad would have made it any better. I was about to say, cause I called like, cause when I found him, like I walked in and I was telling him good night and then I realized he wasn't breathing. And so I was like freaking out. And the first person I called was Jacob. And I was like, they had just left. So they had to turn around and come back. And then um, I called Aunt Yell. And then my freaking phone died. And I was like, my mom was screaming at me. Um, Aunt Yell was telling me, she was like, call 911. And I was like, we can't because. They won't let us, like the hospice. They were like, he's on a do not resuscitate. And your aunt Yell was like, I don't give a, just call. And I was like, okay. And then my phone died. And I, I was just like panicking. And I was crying. And I was like shocked. And I didn't know what to do. And like my mother is just screaming at me. And she was like, just lean down and see if his heart is beating. And so... I remember that traumatized the crap out of me. But I leaned down anyway and I put my um, ear to his chest. And I was like holding my breath. And there was just nothing. Like it was so surreal. And I was just like I, I don't know what to do. And my mom's like crying. And she's like do you hear anything? And I was like no. And then uh, it it made me remember like all the other times that I would like put my head on his chest just because we would cuddle. I don't know. It was just like, uh, cause you could hear his like stomach going <laughs> like, dad, do you got a fart? <laughs> but like, you know, whatever you could hear his heart beating or whatever. So it was so like surreal, but I was like, I'll never forget that. Like, thanks, Mom. I'm sorry I had to deal with that. No, it's okay. Like, I'm glad that it was me and not Jacob. Um, just because, like, I don't think he could have handled it, really. Um, just because he found out that Dad was terminal. And Dad didn't even know Dad was terminal. Actually, I don't know if I should be talking about that. But, um, like, all this stuff happened. And Jacob was under, like, a whole lot of stress. Yeah. And... I think they kind of kept me out of the loop a lot because I panic and I, at the time, my mom, she, I didn't have anxiety until my mother in that situation. And like, um, I had my first panic attack at work cause she texted me and she was like, dad's dying, taking him to the hospital. And then no freaking one would answer the phone. 
And that's the only text I got for like four hours. And I was just sitting at my job with all these kids around me having like a panic attack. And then uh, finally my dad called me and he was like, I'm not dying. Your mom's overreacting. But that's when they found out that he was terminal, I think. And they didn't want to tell me. But yeah, Jacob was under a heck of a lot more stress. So I think it, you know, I think it was supposed to be me that, you know, found him. Yeah. But yeah, it's crazy because I never get to talk about it. Because, like, every time I talk to mom about it, she just cries. And then every time I talk to Jacob about it, he just he's just kind of like, mm, yeah. yeah. Like, he doesn't really want to talk about it. So whenever I get to talk about my dad, I love it. Like, even him passing and stuff, I'm just like, I like to be able to remember these things. Yeah. Uh, it's, and it's not fair um, that, like, you're process gets shut down because uh i mean nothing against jacob or your mom even but yeah. because like if that's their process that's fine um you know and i get it like everybody processes all of that differently but at some point you do have to be able to talk about it yeah otherwise you're just you're never moving on from it yeah uh, but i i can never like Danielle will talk to me about it and stuff, but like, she, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't like to always talk about it with her, but sometimes I just want to talk about it with like Jacob or mom, but they just, they can't, which is okay. I don't know. The only, the only reason I like to keep talking about that is because I have a bad memory and like, excuse me. And like, if I don't talk about it, I'll forget and then I'll never remember again. So, well, like, I, and I think that's part of it for some people is that they want to forget. Yeah. I'm not saying that's the case for Jacob or even your mom or anybody else. But like, if you just don't talk about it, then it's like it didn't yeah. happen. And you can pretend like, you know, they're gone, but you don't have to sit there and think about the fact that they're gone and you're never going to be able to have not just have those old moments, but you're never going to be able to have any, yeah. yeah, Any of the new stuff, you know, like, um, and I know it's, I know it's the same for you guys. Um, but the first thing I thought of when, uh, he passed was there's a new star Wars movie coming out. And he's not going to be here to see that. <laughs> yeah, I know. And that's horrible. Like, I know yeah. it's just a stupid movie, but, like, that was such a thing for us as kids. But it's not just a stupid movie. Because, like, that's what we did together. Right. Like, that was his... Like, even when he was really struggling... He would make it up the stairs, like, every time. So, he was a trooper, even though I know he was, like, going through it. But that was, like, his favorite thing to do. We would, it didn't matter what I was doing. I'd be like, Dad, this movie came out. You want to go see it? He'd be like, yeah, let's go. 
Like, what time do you want to go see it? I'll be like, let's go right after work. Or, you know, let's go this Saturday. Or let's go right now. Like, whatever. Like, I think one of the first movies I saw when he got diagnosed. And uh, we didn't know. Like, at the time, I didn't know it was cancer. But they knew it was cancer. And they didn't tell me. Um, The third Hobbit movie came out. Yeah. And I was so... So excited to go see that and I was like oh my god and we had saw all the other ones together Lord of the Rings like we watched all of it together and uh, he was just like no I'll, I'll make it like you should have dressed up and like he we you know we got to it and he was laughing at me because I was like oh my god everyone's dying and you know spoiler sorry but uh, I was like oh no he died like oh no Gilly died like I was freaking out and he was like watching me watch the movie like he, he could care less what was going on in the movie right. and then uh but that's just what we did together so i don't know i mean it was it was good times yeah i, I just like i said i get it everybody processes their i mean and honestly uh Every time there's any kind of new Star Wars stuff, like as much as I love talking to my dad about it, um, like that's the person I always think of. Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn it. Like, I really wish that, like, I was going to see Glenn at Thanksgiving or Christmas and be like, holy crap, did you see the trailer? That was freaking amazing. Yeah. You know, and just whatever. You know, um, anyway, sorry. No, no. I know we took it to like a really sad <laughs> place. So apologies for everybody. Um, I mean, I'm always down to talk about your dad whenever. I love talking so. about him. But like, I don't remember him. Like, like when I see pictures of him that my mom took when he was like about to die, like it was like weeks before he actually died. I don't remember him like that. I remember him like with his goofy hair and his glasses, you know, and his stupid wrists that he could never bend. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't remember him sickly. Like, a, that's not the image. And I think for like my mom and my brother, that is the image that they, that they see. And so, I don't know. That's probably why they. I always remember him sitting at Nanny's table eating potato chips. (laughs) Don't know why, but, like, that's the image that kind of just stays in my head. Freaking Lay's potato chips? Yep. Yep. Yeah. And his never combed hair? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Stuff. It makes me sad that you don't get to to delve into that but anytime hey. when i talk about it i'm always down so it's okay like i've learned to deal with it but no but i mean you shouldn't have to you should be able to talk about you know all of that stuff it's especially i mean i know it it's been a few years but it in the scheme of things it hasn't been that long no, not really. It's been what? Two, almost three years. It'll be three yeah. years in November. So, 
So yeah, it hasn't been that long. So yeah. um, no, it's no, it's over three years. Are you sure? Yeah, it'll be four years. Oh. Oh no! Yeah, this, you're right. Because this is because uh, he died the same year I got diagnosed. So, so yeah, it'll be yeah. four. Years. Which again is a long time, but in the scheme yeah. of your life, that isn't that long. You know, it's crazy. So, especially when you you can't talk about him with the people that you're closest to. No, and I yeah. get it. You know, I get your the way your mom feels. Like, I get the way Jacob feels. Like, a lot of that sounds like anger, though. Like, yeah, you know, which I get too. Yeah. When my dad was in the hospital right before they amputated his legs, I was pretty pissed. Like he's gonna die because he didn't go to the doctor soon enough. He yeah. Didn't better care of himself. He didn't. I felt the same way about Ryan when he was back in the hospital when he was in a damn coma. I like know. as sad as I was, I was pissed off too. I was like, he's going to die. Because he's stubborn. Like, that's why he's going to die. And like, I'm, that's sucks. what almost killed me, too. <laughs> like, I was about to had, say, but... <laughs> had a tumor in my chest for, like, two years. It's like, I'll be all right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we suck at, at taking care of ourselves. I, I remember, like, I remember not feeling that way about Uncle Ernie. I remember just being like, nope, he's going to make it. Like, I just knew he was going to be okay. But then Ryan, everything we kept hearing, me and Jacob, like, made plans to come out there because we thought it was going to be a funeral. Like, I, uh, so I was driving down to Columbus every weekend, like every weekend. And if I could get off early or get, use a personal day or whatever, I would talk to my boss, especially if things, you know, I would get messages saying like, it's not looking good. Get here as soon as you can, whatever. Yeah. And I would just be in my car driving for three and a half hours trying to write uh, a eulogy. Yeah. Head. Like, what am I going to say at his funeral? Because That's so I hard. don't think he can make it through this. And I was wrong, and I'm happy I was wrong. So, I know, me too. God, it was the best news. I was like, oh, thank God. But then at the same time, I was like, damn, now I don't get to go to Georgia. But, like, for the <laughs> wrong reasons, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, I was like, I really wanted to come down there anyway. And then I was all for it. And then Jacob was like, I can't take off work unless I just absolutely have to. And I was like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. And then... uh Everything turned out to be really good, and we were just like, oh, thank God, like, seriously. And uh, we were excited, so. Uh, anyway, so Ryan's still alive. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Despite Yay, not Ryan. being on the podcast. I know. Um, He's still here. I, I guess I don't have anything else to say about Preacher. No, we kind of got off on a rant. That's all right, though. So. Yeah. I would have liked to seen your dad's reaction to this show. I don't know if he would have liked it. 
honestly. Because he liked, like, uh, True Blood. I mean, not True Blood. Oh, my God. Blue Bloods and, like, CSI stuff. And then he liked, like, The Walking Dead. Man, he loved Tom Selleck. I mean, everybody <laughs> loves Tom Selleck. Mm. But those are his kind of shows. So I don't, I don't know if he would have... I mean, I feel like if I was like, come sit down and watch this with me, he would do it. Just because I wanted him to. And like, but the anything I feel like that had to do with kind of God and stuff like that, he didn't really like. Yeah. Like, he was like, this is taboo watching this. Like, <laughs> God's watching you watch this. <laughs> I had this dude that I... I... Uh, so I used to go to church regularly And this dude Would constantly Dig into me about the amount Of movies and television I watched And he was like it's just not Good for you I was like well I mean I'm not arguing that it is good for me It's like but there's a lot To be You know Gained from understanding other people's Perspectives and Being that I'm Anti-social Mainly because of anxiety issues I get a lot of that From watching television and film mm-hmm. Like you know Probably not the healthiest way But it's the way that I'm able to like Oh okay I see a different perspective Um And we were going back and forth One time And he was talking about You just like it's all of that Sex and violence and Uh you know Just all of that stuff and I was just like But we're sitting here Reading the Bible Like, Have you read the Old Testament (laughs) It's sex And violence and incest And betrayal And it's All of these things All of it it's in there And it's the book that you Quote unquote guide your life By And You're okay with that but if I watch it on a television show, that's wrong because God's watching me watch the TV show, like you were saying. Like, yeah. if, is this what you'd want to be watching if God was sitting next to you? Like, yeah, I'd want to watch The Boys with God. Why not? I'd love to watch Preacher with God or Jesus. But like, what do you think about this? Like. <laughs> well, Do you think you're like that? Like, (laughs) yeah. Like, because everybody's always talking about how, oh, God is just a big kid with a magnifying glass and we're the ants. Like, oh, it's 100% that in this show. Yeah. You know, and sometimes it does feel like that. So sometimes it um, does. Yeah. And it says in the Bible all the time. Well, I don't know about all the time, but it says in the Bible he's like vengeful or whatever and he's a jealous God. So, like, I can see some of this, maybe not most of it, but, like, I can see some of this, like, being true. Well, yeah. And and there's this whole thing about, like, in the church, there's this whole thought process of, like, you can't be mad at God. You can't be angry at God. You can't question God. You can't. But none of that is true. Like, even if... 
whether you believe or not, just say you believe. Like, if you read the Bible, there's a whole book about a dude that's furious with God. Yeah. What book? Job. Oh, okay. I've never read the Bible, so I don't know. So, uh, yeah, it's all about, like, and God is specifically punishing Job, not because he's angry, but to prove that despite Job getting angry, he still will believe in God and it will all turn out okay. That doesn't mean he doesn't get angry at God. It just means that, like, he his anger doesn't turn to hatred. Yeah. So Obi Wan. Yeah. I like, get that though, because like when when I was like eighteen or nineteen, uh, my first like legit boyfriend died, and like he died overseas, like out of the blue. It was his first time going to Afghanistan. And a freaking one of those bombs in the road blew up his convoy thing. And, like, him and a couple other people died. Well, like, his best friend called me, like, later that night, you know, and told me what happened. And I was pissed. But there was no one to be pissed at. Like, so I was mad at God. And I used to go to church every day. I used to go and, you know, all that. Like, I would go with Jacob because he was a youth pastor. But, like, I didn't pray because I was like, I'm not talking to him. Like, I'm not about to sit here. Like, you took the one true love that I had away from me. So, like, why am I going to sit here and talk to you and, like, pray to you and worship you and make you feel good? Like, I, I rejected him for a really long time after that. So, I mean, I was pretty pissed. <laughs> Well, and, like, that's the point of this show. And yeah. a lot of people, I think, would, would miss that. It's like, it presupposes, I, I don't care what your belief is, but this show says that there is a God, and God, at least it feels like God has abandoned humanity. And yeah. so there's this one guy who knows that God is left heaven is wandering around the earth and seems to not give a flip about anything anymore. Yeah. So he's going to find him and he's going to ask him why. And make him like, excuse me. And like make him accountable. Right. And then Tulip's going to punch him in the face. Yeah. And the fact that if you believe in God, you think, that the dude that created the universe is somehow gonna, like, I don't know, like what? Be upset because you question him? Sure, yeah. maybe he is. Like, your parents get upset if you question them. But that yeah. doesn't mean, A, they ever stop loving you. And yeah. B, they might not give you the answer, but, you know, maybe... That's for the better, or maybe it isn't, or whatever. It's more it's more along the lines of this. Like when I'm at work, but <laughs> not that I'm God or anything, but when I'm at work, a little kid'll say, Miss Elizabeth, they spilled their cup, and I'll be like, Okay, yada yada, go clean that up, go get a paper towel. Well, why? 
Well, because I said so. Like, that's exactly how it is kind of with God. Like, well, why did you take my dad? Oh, because I said so. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's like, time to go. Yeah. Like, don't do not do that. No. <laughs> and, I mean, it sucks. And it's not the answer you want. No, so. it sucks. And it's definitely... Because sometimes the kids will be like, but why? I'm yeah. like, because that's what I want you to do. Oh, okay. Well, I'll just go do it. Like, okay, thank you. They, and then you'll get mad at them and they'll be mad at you. And <laughs> Yeah, it. or they'll look at me like I'm stupid. And I'll be like, go clean your mess. Oh, okay. So, I mean, all of that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, uh, anyway, we've rambled on forever. We have. Good for us, though. Yeah. We did bring it back around the preacher. So Yes, we did. Point being, it's okay to take the fight to God. Also, point being, Tulip is going to punch God in the face. And that'll be okay, too. And so. it's, it, it better happen. I've been waiting. I was like, oh, yes. But no, he was hiding. So I was like, oh, dang it. I can't wait for her to punch him in the face. Yeah. I feel like it's going to be one of those things where they're going to, like, fix everything. And God's going to be like, oh, yeah, I should be God again. And then she's going to be like, bam, just punch him <laughs> in the face. <laughs> be like, I, I told you I was going to do that. Like, that would be so funny. Um, all right. We'll be back next week talking about episode seven. We've only got four more episodes left before the finale. Same time, same three episodes before the finale. So, um, so yeah, uh, tweet us at Mr. Robot podcast. Elizabeth is on Twitter at ginger babe 11. Um, check out all our other shows, xwingfiles.com. And, uh, we may have, I guess more stuff coming. I'm serious about our Binge Watch the Apocalypse podcast. What? The podcast. We were talking about binge watching shows and then talking about them. Oh. I think by the first of the year we should start that. Okay. So. Well, I'm binge watching the boys. Well, well, I mean, there'll be other shows. <laughs> I was about so. to say, I don't know if that counts. <laughs> yeah, no. There'll be other shows. I mean, there'll be a boys yeah. in two and we can talk about it. How we yeah. can revisit stuff and just binge watch that. So. Oh, you know what I haven't watched that I want to watch, but it's on Stars, I think. That uh, um, that's... what is it? Yeah. Season one sucked. Oh. But it. I heard season two was much better. So if you watch season one, and then enough, you're into it enough to watch season two. I'll watch season two. We talked about season one on this podcast, me and Ryan, and we didn't talk about season two. I'd be down to talk at least a couple episodes about yeah. season two. It's eight episodes, so we could talk about the first four episodes and the last four episodes. Like okay. That. So, so, I got a low Figure battery. out a way to split it up. So, Okay. Uh, <laughs> we'll be back next week. All right. Bye. Eat apple. Here's a little ghost for the offering Yeah, 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 yeah 
Here's a truck stop instead of St. Peter's Yeah, 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 yeah Mr. Andy Kaufman's gone wrestling